is if Josh McDaniels is or was the most or worst Broncos head coach of all time and Nathaniel Hackett is 0-2 against him, what does that make him? Brutal. Absolutely brutal. And that is the terrible, awful reality that we're living in. It is. It is. Welcome to the DNVR Broncos postgame show. Thanks to everyone who patiently waited uh, and, uh, and, ha- and hanging with us here. A little bit of a rough traffic for the boys, which is just what they needed after such a oh, yeah. scintillating game. Oh, yeah. Game uh, goes yep. into overtime. Then yep. we get the bad traffic. And by the way, the walk from the stadium to my car to get here, uh, all I heard was Raiders chants. Oh. And uh, um, br- people, I'm not even kidding, Broncos fans in cars saying how embarrassing this is. How am I going to show up to work tomorrow to talk to my friends from around the, for, for that have other teams around the league? And just embarrassing. I probably heard 10 times in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, and I want to remind everyone that we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, where we all, I'm sure, uh, enjoyed the under today. Um, oh, yes. Wow. So head over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR. Well, Zach, you use the word... And I believe it is the number one word associated with this game, this team, and this season at this point. And that word is embarrassing. This team is embarrassing. It is embarrassing to, I actually tweeted out an incorrect stat. I said the Broncos are uh, responsible for 66% of Josh McDaniel's win as a Raider head coach. It's actually 67 if you round up the the point six. (laughs) That's embarrassing. The only other team the Raiders have beat this season is the Damn Houston Texans. I almost, it's too early for cursing. Uh, the Houston Texans and two against the Denver Broncos. The Broncos got swept by the Raiders. They've now lost how many in a row to the Raiders, Zach? Six. Yep. Six in a row to the Raiders. Of course, the two this year. 13 in a row to the Kansas City Ooh. Chiefs. One in a row to the Chargers. The, the, the Denver <laughs> Broncos are a laughing stock. They are. They, they are the get right team. They are the team that that other teams look at, bad teams like two and seven Raiders look at and say, we're playing them in Denver. We got them. That's a win. They, they laugh that they're underdogs playing the Broncos. The Panthers next week, another bad team saying, boy, if we're ever going to win a game and get right against them, that's the game. The Rams later, the Cardinals later, struggling teams. Yep. The Broncos, you know, two weeks ago, we're saying those are very winnable. Those, those are get right games for the Broncos. Now those teams are saying those are get right games for us. Yep. As, as Nathaniel Hackett said, somebody has to win. And boy, and that's, yeah. that's what all these on games that. look like. Yep. Man, somebody I was, had to I win. Was, Dying for a tie. <laughs> I know. Just for that to be wrong. And honestly, the Broncos were lucky that it went to overtime in the first place, which is the just the most, I don't know, disappointing part of this game, I think. And I want to, we'll probably hit on the embarrassment thing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the most disappointing part of this game is the defense is so good. This defense is so good. And yep. when you need them the absolute most, they kind of crumble. And it's happened mm-hmm. in several games this season where it's just like, all right. One big stop here. You know, let's see it. And boom, they let it up. Three 10-point leads this season. They've lost all three games. So it's not even the old Vance Joseph formula where it's, hey, if you give these guys a lead, that's when they really turn it on. It's like, you know, uh, complimentary football is a, a foreign language to this team. They don't understand anything about it. And when you need the defense the most, and I hate, I'm not blaming them for this loss, but it is unbelievable that when you need them the most, they play at their worst. And you know what that means? That this is a really bad football team because even an aspect that is good on this team, the defense, 
honestly disappointed me a ton today. I mean, now you look and you say, well, they only gave up 16 points in regulation. Mm -hmm. That's true. But somehow the first half was so weird that the Broncos had 10 points, yet it seemed like everything was working on offense. It's like, damn, we're really impressed with the Clint Kubiak era so far. But only 10 points, that's weird. And you could say the exact same thing about the Raiders. Derek Carr's like 13 of 15 at halftime. Josh Jacobs has like 64 rushing yards, yet they only have like seven points. And you're like, mm -hmm. that's weird. That doesn't make sense. And then the defense just blows it again in the second half. And can we just talk about how bad this football team is by going through that end-of-game situation? Sure. And, yep. and it starts with the offense. Two-minute warning, you're coming out of it. The Raiders have how many timeouts? Zero. So yep. they can't stop the clock. It's third down. It's okay with the defense that you have. It's okay to punt. You don't have to get a first totally. down. They call a pass play. I'm okay with that. Go down. I'm okay with it. The execution, and you know why I'm okay with it? It's because this isn't Drew Locke. This isn't Paxton Lynch. This isn't a first round. Uh, this isn't a rookie at quarterback. Quarter this billion. This is a freaking quarter billion hot potential Hall of Fame mm -hmm. quarterback here. And he throws the ball away. I mean, it wasn't even like he was trying to throw it to someone. And, and Kendall and, and Hinton it was, was coming open. And, yeah. yeah, and he throws it away. So I, the play call doesn't really bother me. Hindsight, you're like, take the ball out of Russ's hands, but it's Russell Wilson. What bothers me is, and Nathaniel Hackett said it after the game, Russ has to go down How there. How does yep. he not know that, man? How, you come, you're know. coming out of a timeout, are you not? Yeah. How it, is that not told to him? And that's where it would be on coaching if they didn't tell him. But Ryan, I have to imagine they yeah. told him. I have and, to. And he has to know. Like, how do you not know? Like, you got to tell him, so but 11, even if you don't. 11 years in this league. Yep. And everyone's thinking that going into this. It's like, whatever you do, stay in bounds, keep the clock rolling. If, if yep. you do an outside handoff, fall down one yard shy of the of the first down if it means going out of bounds. If you Like, don't do that. Yeah. I mean, yep. this is uh, – high school teams know yes. this shit. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Russell Wilson, you're running. As soon as you realize it's not there – just self-sack. Yes. It's the, mm -hmm. it's the second worst-case scenario, right? Yes. You don't want to lose yards on that play. Um, and he was pretty far in the backfield, which I wouldn't have liked anyway. Like, it's, for me, it's like snap, first read, maybe second read, and just drop to the ground. Yep, yep, yep. 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 And the fact that he, he scrolls, you know, he, he uh, rolls out, and he's 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage is already, I'm like, oh, my God, all sure. right, well, fine. Just go down. Just slide. Just slide. Just slide. Yep, yep, yep. Throws it away. Buys the Raiders 40 seconds. You know what the only defense for Russ is? They didn't even need those 40 seconds. <laughs> it's very, very <laughs> true. And that's kind of, unfortunately, what then was just another kick to all of this is the Broncos punt. And I believe that was a 54-yard punt uh, from mm -hmm. Corliss Waitman. So can't blame special yep. teams for that one, uh, which was his best punt uh, of the day by far. Really, you can look at every other punt and say, what was he doing there? But not that mm -hmm. one. And then the defense comes up. And uh, all it takes is uh, a wheel route to Josh Jacobs yep. lined up on Josie Jewel. Josh Jacobs having another game of his life because he has those every time he plays the Broncos and he's wide open. Yep. Yeah. Again, that's 32 seconds on the clock there. Like when the Broncos call that timeout, 32 seconds. Could have run 40 off the clock. True. Could have run 40 off the clock. And there are people in my mention saying, well, he would have run out of bounds. Eight seconds is a long way to run. If you're running out of bounds eight seconds earlier, that's a long way back there. So, I mean, there's – who knows? Everything would have played out differently. But to me, that is just what you go back to. That's well, a massive mistake. And, and, again, coaching, plays, whatever you want to call it. But this – you know, 
you can't let someone get behind you no. in that situation. Now, no. to be fair, if the Broncos would have sunk everything back and let them dink and dunk True. all the way down to the 30-yard line and kick a field goal, well, we'd be crushing them for that, we too. We did that last so week. So, Ivaro <laughs> tried to, you know, okay, we're going to play them straight up. Well, you got Josh Jacobs on Josie. Josie. Yep. Yep. Mismatch. Yep. Good, good play call. Yep, um, exactly. And, and so it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. You just want someone to make a play for you. They could not do it. Uh, and they absolutely blow it. From the second they snapped the ball on that third down and, what, 12? Which, again, if it's third and four even, I might be more open to trying to convert that, you know, via the throw yeah. or third and five. Mm -hmm. At third and 12, I'm kind of just thinking, actually, I said it downstairs, you know, you can, you can confirm with Mitch. I'm like, yeah, you probably – maybe you want to run, run draw mm -hmm. if you want to, like, make them think you're going to pass it. But you probably just hand this off, punt the ball back to him, give him about one minute left with no timeouts. So from the second they snapped that ball, damn near everything they did wrong. Well, in Except US for stopping them from getting in the end zone once they let them get all the way down to the eight. <laughs> it's one thing to try to throw for a third and 12 when you've been throwing the ball well and you have some momentum. They went so conservative in that second half. They've just been pounding it with Latavius Murray. It's not like they had things clicking like they did in the first half. So it's expecting him to jump back out there and, and make a hero throw. To me, I still think it's, it's worth a try. And by that, I mean, like, you, you call a play-action pass or a bootleg so you don't have to worry about blindside strip sack. You, you roll out, make sure nobody can chase you down from behind. Somebody's wide open, yeah, you trust him to catch the ball. Otherwise, you go down. I wouldn't be complaining if they just called a run, though. And if that was Drew Locke at quarterback, it's like you can't have that happen, yep. but he's a young guy, yeah. blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I, you know, on the radio this week, the, the clip that went viral was Tyler Columbus saying he's losing his mind out there. Yep. And I don't know if the whole thing about the Seattle play calls and audibles is true, but it does feel like he's, he's like, he's so, he's putting so much pressure on himself that he's not like thinking at all. But he wanted that. But I know. Yeah. But I just mean like, you know, you go back to the throw against Indianapolis and it's just like, what are you doing, yeah. man? Yeah. yeah. You understand situ situational football. I know you do. You would think. You can't play football for 11 years and not figure it out. Hey, there was the, there was the interception in the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean, there I mean there's, there's plays. But that's also, what, eight years ago? True. So, like, you would think, think you'd learn now. by this point. And it's that it's just shocking and it's like yep. it really does feel like man he's losing his mind out there yeah it really does and and then so the what blew it was then in overtime the defense blows it again so you have your Three 250 plays. million dollar quarterback who blows it the guy who you're supposed to count on more than anyone in this organization this year mm -hmm. he blows it with that then you have your defense apparently the number one defense in the nfl blow it in regulation and then like you said ryan it only took three plays for that exact same defense to blow it in overtime. So this did, it's not like it came down to what was so disappointing about that Chargers overtime loss was it's like, man, it's Montrell and it's, you know, special teams that, that runs into him. Yep. And it sucks that it's on those guys. No, not this game. This was on your moneymakers. This was on what was supposed to be great for you this year. And with the defense, what has been great? And the defense completely let him down. Three plays. They have a, a, a nothing play on first down. Second play, they go, what, 33 yards to, to Morneau Moreau, to, to, yeah. to get in Broncos field position. And then Devontae freaking Adams. This may the be the most route. disappointing 
game from Evero that I've seen because of what they let Devontae Adams do to him. Well, and, and, and to be fair, some of that was on Evero uh, for, you know, thinking he could get away with saying Bassey and uh, yeah. uh, Damari Mathis on Devontae Adams. And also, not Pat Sertan's best game. No. Now, the first touchdown is he's playing outside leverage there, yeah. and he's essentially feeding that route yep. off to Kareem Jackson, which even then I'm like, I don't want Kareem Jackson on Devontae Adams either. Um, but it's not, that's not on Pat not nearly as much. He's playing trail outside leverage. This, this last one, he just, I, I think he's trying to make a play. He's like, I'm going to jump this. And, you know, Devontae Adams fakes in a little bit, sends Pat six yards out of the play and he's wide open. It was like, yep. he's, you're, you're going to get burned by yes. players like Devontae Adams as long as you play uh, in the NFL. It just sucks. It's like yep. that's the one guy that we point to, and it's like, well, everything else sucks, but at least PS2 is dope. And yep. then he gets burned uh, on the last play of the game yeah. you know, to lose. At the, the fact that Isang Bassi is out there covering Devontae Adams, though, is just such a mistake. Like, that should never happen. Even for one play, that's It shouldn't a happen. Right. It should be Pat Sertan the entire game. Yep. Like, he was beating him for first downs. He had the hold for, for another first down on a third down that would have gotten him off the field. Like, you have Pat Sertan. Was it a perfect game? No. But you put Pat Sertan on Devontae well, Adams. Like, it, I think it's that simple. It really is. And to me, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, over the course of a game, you can probably get away with a couple things here and there. But what you do when you do that is you allow someone like Devontae Adams to build confidence and swagger, and you allow D uh, Derek Carr to you know build that up with him as well. If you put Pat Sertain on him from play one, and he has no room to breathe, that just wears a guy out over time. Yeah. You know, it's like if you have a great left tackle and he's just stonewalling uh, a great pass rusher, like mm -hmm. those pass rushes get weaker and weaker as the game go on because that guy's just getting so frustrated. Maybe he jumps off sides a couple times because he wants it so bad. And, like, you, you – it's kind of like letting a shooter get hot, right? It's like you gave him two open threes to start the game. Well, yeah, you kind of deserve that he dropped 50 on your head. Mm -hmm. This is what this feels like to me. It's like, well, you try to be, you know, cheeky and uh, sneak around with a couple other combinations, and you didn't want to be limited because you had to put Pat on Devontae the whole game. Well, you let him build up his confidence. You let him build up his swagger and – you know, and then Derek Carr's looking for him at the end of the game. Yep. Yeah, and boy, was he wide open. And it just gets to a conversation we had last week. Uh, Evero overthought this one way too much, and that's why I'm just so disappointed. The Raiders had two guys that you had to stop, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. There, there's not an easy way to stop Josh Jacobs, as we keep finding out after the Broncos play him, as he is undefeated against the Broncos. Yep. But there's an easier way to slow Devontae Adams down, and that's just having Pat Sertan on him. Yep. And uh, Evero, uh, really tough game. And, and it's hard to, you know, they give up 22 points. It's like that should be enough. But we know with this team, like we're talking like 16 isn't enough to hold the team to. So 22, that was that was that was never gonna win the game, win the Broncos this game. And I thought, I mean, that run defense got so much better in the second half. Like you wind up giving Jacobs 30, I think it's 34 yards on 11 carries, a little under three and a half a carry. That's good work. Like they they solved that issue. But when you give him a 43-yard catch. All of, all of a sudden, that's not good defense on Josh Jacobs. You just let him beat you in a different way after you finally bottled him up a little bit. All right, quickly, I want to let you guys know, we couldn't decide on king of the game. We're going to let you guys decide. 
we do have to announce a king of the game, so um, <laughs> no one isn't an option. Um, so we, we're down to two. Allie's going to put out the poll. Oh, do we know what what are the results at right now? You want a sneak peek? We want a sneak peek. We'll we'll announce a winner later. We've got 201 votes, there we go. and Murray is up by 65 percent. Wow, he's yep. he has 65 percent. Yes. Yep. He's One up, touchdown yes. goes a long way around I, these parts. I mean, that, that that that's that's where I was at making the case, but we'll we'll talk about that in a oh, second. That's gonna get me to a whole other. <laughs> <laughs> First, I gotta tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. You are probably popping a beer right now. And it may not be a Broncos country pale ale because you may not want to represent the Broncos. But I'll tell you what, if you do, there's no cooler can than that one, the Broncos country pale ale. But then also, if you just want to try some other beers, you can't go wrong. The, Bre the, the, the Breckenridge Brewery, they continue to put out delicious beers. And it's like they just keep cranking out winners. Uh, unlike the Broncos, <laughs> they keep cranking out great beers. So if you want to get yourself some Breckenridge beer, come by the DNVR bar. Or if you can't stop by, go to breckbrew.com and check out their beer location. Speaking yes. of the DNVR oh, bar, go. <laughs> you got to come tomorrow. Noon, uh, USA versus Wales, our first official watch party of the World Cup. We've partnered with the Colorado Rapids on this. And, like, I have to say, the Colorado Rapids have been an amazing partner for us on this. Like, they came to us and were like, hey, we want to do this. We were like, hell yeah, let's do it. I mean, they've got decorations everywhere. They wrapped one of our, um, like, pillars in the bar with, like, a cool DNVR X Rapids X World Cup thing. Rapids they've got a players photo are booth. hyping it up. They've got Rapids players coming here tomorrow. Cole Bassett, who just returned to the team. I mean, it's been so cool. And that's not even talking about how cool it is. It's just the World Cup. USA is playing. It's going to be awesome in here. So hopefully, you know, if you're feeling down today, hopefully you can pop up early in the morning, head over here, get some brunch, brunch menus, fire, and uh, enjoy the World Cup with us. Yep, and uh, also get Ivaca. If you're trying to watch, I'm sure there's some World Cup games on there as well, um, but the Nuggets are on right now. Um, don't watch them. We're also on Ivaca right now, so watch us instead. Um, but yeah, Nuggets, Avs, Rockies, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, it's awesome stuff with Ivaca. It's the cheapest way to watch the Nuggets and Avs. $25 a month plus a $5 receiver fee. Um, if you go to evoca.com, that's E-V-O-C-A.tv. Sorry, I said .com before. You can sign up and be able to see all this stuff, including a documentary that our Nuggets guys shot out in Serbia. It's really cool. And uh, sign up for Ivaca. Before we get going, I got to give a shout-out to Seth here. He yep. says, new Breck Brew ad, Teams a Wreck, Grab a Breck. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that's great, Seth. Honestly... We should record that. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I had one other thing I wanted to say. Forget it. Um, all right. Should we get to it now? Or I mean, if it seems like it's a blowout, so let's just do it. But actually, let's start with the one that you sent me, Al. The real kings of the game. Oh, boy. Goes to the fans. Our fans mm. for riding with us during yeah. during this. Like, <laughs> Allie turned to me when we were sitting here waiting for Zach. She's like, wow, there's over 200 people just waiting for the show to start. Appreciate you guys for being here. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who probably just like mm -hmm. hucked their phone or their laptop out the window and they're mm -hmm. like, I'm not watching shit. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys are here with us. So you're the real kings of the game. But I guess there's another king of the game, too. <laughs> we'll and give it to Latavius Murray. Again, 2.9 2 yards per carry and a touchdown is good enough for king of the game these days. Sure I mean, it, it, it tells you where the Broncos are right now. You know, yep. you get one touchdown, that's probably all the Broncos are going to get. So you scored the only points for the Broncos outside of Brandon McManus, who was not perfect on the day. So Latavius Murray scores a touchdown on the goal line. Yep. Um, that's cool. That's cool. 
So you would assume, right, next time you have a, a, a big possession, you know, you're down on the goal line inside the five-yard line, you're going to hand that to, to him, right? No, because Ryan, as Nathaniel Hackett said after the game, Melvin Gordon scored a lot of touchdowns for the Broncos in those situations. And then he did go on to say, you cannot fumble there. Earmuffs, give me a fucking break. <laughs> for real. Yes. Like, yes. you've got to be kidding me. Yes, I'm right there with you. You've got to be kidding me that the guy who cannot hold on to the ball, who your other guy, you know, you want to talk about the hot hand, your other guy just scored a goal line touchdown. You're going to give it to the guy who can't hold on to the ball in a massive moment in the game. Again, earmuffs, give me a fucking break. I, I'm right there. And, I'm, I'm right there with you. And this is now the second game, guys, where Melvin Gordon has fumbled a ball inside the five-yard line on a possession that would have given, if they scored a touchdown, the Broncos would have scored more points in the game than their opponent had at the end of regulation. That gets them to 17 points. That wins the game today. If Melvin Gordon holds onto that ball, they get the first down and they convert the touchdown. This is gross incompetence to give him the ball in important situations. I know you were down Chase Edmonds, so you kind of had to, you, you couldn't completely have him out of the rotation. You had to bring him in and play him a little bit, but giving him the ball inside of the five yard lines alone is reckless endangerment of your own team. You should be fired for that alone. But Ryan, they could have just kicked him out of the game, it essentially put him on the sideline unless there was another injury to Latavius Murray, but there wasn't because that's pretty much what they did the rest yep. of the game after he fumbled. They said, you know what? We've had enough of this, Melvin Gordon. So we we are going to uh, just not use him anymore for the most part. Latavius Murray, those 17 carries are the most from any running back in a Broncos game this year, yet they still decided to sprinkle in Melvin a little bit, and mm -hmm. a little bit was too much. Inside the five-yard line. Yep. That's the second time the Broncos have given the ball to Melvin Gordon inside the five-yard line. He's fumbled, and the Broncos don't get points. You get the temptation just a little bit, though. Playing devil's advocate. I wouldn't have put him in. None nope, of that. I don't. But, again, like, when he's averaging a full yard more per carry, when you're doing nothing on offense— like, you get how I could say, what are the odds? It's this snap where he fumbles. Again, I wouldn't have played him. I would have high. caught him months ago. We've, we've also heard I mean, from Melvin relatively. Gordon yeah. uh, in, in an interview a couple of years ago talk about how fumbles have psychologically gotten yeah. to his head. So it's like now he's in a similar position that he's been to. I do think those odds go up. And you have, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, you're Tyrone Wheatley, you're Justin Out, and you're Clint Kubiak, it's on all four of those guys now because they're all four on the field. And George Payton. Well, yes, yeah, but in that moment, yes. it's on those four guys, but absolutely, Ryan, and that's exactly where I was going to go. Now these moves are all hitting back at George Payton, and, and I believe they should be, specifically this one, because you know who has roster decisions? It's George Payton, and Melvin yeah. Gordon has stayed on this team, and, you know, what? because the Broncos didn't just, like, lose four points on that play because they wouldn't settle for a field goal. No, they wouldn't settle for a field goal that got blocked. Yeah, and that's Which, that's not on Melvin, but that's on you know Brandon McManus potentially the blood. The, I haven't I haven't reviewed it, so I don't know exactly who it was on. But I mean, seven point swing there, and yeah, and that's the second time this season that uh, the Broncos have had a short field goal blocked, which I swear does not happen to any other team. Yeah, less than a uh, an extra point. Yeah, block twenty five yards. Yep, it's just unbelievable, and yeah. George Payton, what are you doing, man? Sitting on your hands up there? Get him off the damn team. Take the decision out of their hands. He can't hold on to the ball. No, he, he can't. Mm -hmm. and, and you have someone who isn't doing great, 2.9 yards per carry, 
But he holds on to the ball, doesn't he? Sure does. As and, far as we know this far. And he's a guy that falls forward because he's massive. Yeah. You're in a goal line situation. That's what you want, a guy to yep. fall forward. Give me Divino Zigbo. Anyone. Anyone. And in that situation, point. it is unbelievable that Latavius Murray wasn't in the game. To me. Like, again, you can maybe make a case that Melvin Gordon needed a couple carries to spell Latavius throughout the course of the game. Not inside the five-yard line. No way. Give me a yeah. break. Tough part is, again, though, like, that's where he's at his best. Sure. It's also like, where he costs <laughs> you the most. It's yep. true. That's now yeah, uh, no, yeah. both games against Raiders this year. Melvin Gordon has fumbled, and in some way or another, maybe not all on him today, but it's cost the Broncos uh, seven, at least a seven-point swing. Because against the Raiders last time, he not only fumbled, but then it was taken back for a touchdown oh. for the Raiders. Yeah. Well, I mean, well get, like, first yeah. half buzzer beater for the Nuggets, <laughs> that startled me. Yes. Uh, man, the uh, first half was felt pretty good for the Broncos, didn't it? 10-0 lead. It was incredible. First two drives. You're like, incredible. oh, baby, Clint Kubiak yeah. show. It's working. Touchdown. Everything. Then a field goal. Then the third possession. The, oh, they only had three possessions in the first half. You drive down, and then it ends with that situation we're talking about. So should have been. Clint Kubiak did his job to get three scores in the first half. <laughs> Second half, six points. Uh, you knew, though. You knew when, when Melvin fumbles the ball. Thank God the Broncos recover it. And then the field goal gets blocked. I, I knew. I knew where, where we were going. I knew what was happening. The wheels were coming off. Yeah, and they did. Uh, and, you know, I, I guess if – I'm not really in the mood to give credit to anyone, but I do feel like Clinton Kubiak like, yep. called a real game today. It felt like a real, a real football game, the way that he called it. Russell Wilson, like, who, what was he completing coming into game, the game today? 56? Yep. Yeah. What did he complete today? Um, today, Russell Wilson was 24 of 31. So we're talking about, mm -hmm. you know. 70%? Yeah, 65. And it was 13 of 15 for 147 in the first half. Yeah. So that, that's, that's my question to you guys is the first half, he was calling a real game, not just by getting three for three scoring opportunities, essentially like moving the team down there for that. Yeah. But it was looking good. Yeah. I mean, the formations yeah. were fun. They were different. He was, he was uh, drawing receivers open. He was getting some, some decent running plays. He was having Russell Wilson play well. Mm -hmm. Then what happened in the second half? I think a lot of it was that they got just a little bit conservative. Yep. They were too happy running the ball. I think, uh, but again, For I, I do want to say, like, I, I come away with this excited that Clint Kubiak is the play caller. Like, I, th I, I, I look at the first half and say, at least you saw me sh something, showing me something. Real quick, 77% yeah. completion yeah. for Russ Wilson. Yeah. yeah. 20 points yeah. above what he was this season. No, that yeah. made a real difference. They had everything short. I mean, the. Uh, Raiders playing that soft zone. They just hit those flats and let Greg Dulcich or whoever run upfield. Like they, they, they had everything clicking. They're going up tempo. I, there's a lot to like. Obviously, still problems. They scored six points in that second half, um, and some of that was bad plays. I feel like like going backwards. Um, there was a, a sack on third and five that that forced a punt. Um, that just just like some of the stuff that we've seen the last few weeks combined with. A little bit less creativity, a little bit more emphasis on the running game, and you just can't do that in the NFL. I mean, in the second half, 16 rushing attempts, 16 passing attempts. Russ was 11 for 16 mm -hmm. for 100 yards, so not lighting the world on fire. But if you have a lead 
it's like, okay, we can, we can get away with those. Yep. Yet the Broncos get six points in the second half. And, and, and Henry, I want to agree with you because in the first half, I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, good. This thing is clicking. Clint Kubiak's doing his thing. Nathaniel Hackett pumping up the crowd, uh, doing some, some decent game management. And then it just all fell apart in the second yep. half. And, I mean, six points in the second half, not just six points. The Raiders' defense is bad. They're bottom 10 yep. in every single category coming into this week, every single category, outside of one where they're just one spot out of the bottom 10. Every, mm-hmm. As you tweeted out, every single team that has played the Raiders leading up to today had scored 20 points or more on them. Ugh. 16, the old magic number. That's all the Broncos could muster <sighs> up. Yep. Again, with the 16 passes, 16 rushes, three of those passes are that last drive where it's like trying to fling it down the field. So before that, you're looking at 16 and 13. There was a, the, the pass that they shouldn't have thrown um, on the, the, the third down. So then it's like 16 and 12. And you factor in like no NFL team has a 50-50 split. And all of a sudden, that is a very run-heavy game plan they took into that I think that there's like half. six or seven teams this year that run more really? than pass. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, it is wild. But that is so much running the ball when you're only giving it to Latavius Murray and he's putting up 2.9 yards per carry after, after Russ was 13 of 15 in the first half. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Again, like also the other thing is 16 points, not a lot, but the pace of this game was very slow. There yeah. weren't a lot of possessions. You know, it, it's, it's still not impressive to do what they did, obviously, but they start touchdown field goal, miss field goal when they drive all the way down the field. And then they have what? Two punts there at the end. So you would think that if you're putting up 10 points at half, it would look a lot worse than what it did. You know? It was a good 10 points at half, and not just by Broncos standards. It was. It was. It was. And that's just what also was crazy disappointing is it's like, this is the best half the Broncos have had, (laughs) and it's 10 points. Should have been 17. It should have been. Yep, yep, yep. And then the uh, game, I at the very least, I want to yeah. say is at the very least it would have been first and goal from the one, right? If he holds onto the ball. Um, oh, I would have thought it would be four. No, did he, he got the across the first. He did. He did. Oh, okay. Yep. First and so goal then, yeah. from the one. Yeah. So it should have been, it 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 <sighs> should have been uh, seventeen points in the first half, which that's like a thing that regular teams do. At least they weren't in shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. At least they weren't shocked. The, the old thing. leaky boat. You get one thing right, something yeah. else has got to be wrong. We yep. saw some play action from under center that worked. Yeah. Russ seemed to be, it seemed to be like, okay, this is the offense for Russ. And, yeah. and it turned out 16 points. It was so good. The new, I mean, the new Russell Wilson offense is 16 points. They come out with three tight ends. Defense is thinking like, okay, we got to load this box up. They've got all those linebackers in there. They go empty. And you're just picking your mass up matchups with tight ends against linebackers or receivers if they're playing zone, running against linebackers. Like There was so much stuff to like about how the game was called until that second half. Yeah, and, and really quick, Seth uh, helping us out here. He says, hit that thumbs up. We really appreciate that, Seth. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit us with a thumbs up. That would help us a lot. We got a lot of, with, uh, of you with us, and we really appreciate it, and we'd really appreciate that support as well. All right, should we appreciate some more support? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's see what we appreciate here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, what a great time to talk mm. about the great DraftKings Sportsbook. Zach, you said it this week. I think you said it's as close to a lock as anything gets 
Under 41 and a half. Yeah. It was actually pretty close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got to 38, right? Yeah. Um, and It'll it never done. felt like it was going to go <laughs> over, uh, especially because it took overtime to get to yeah. 38. So it was never in danger in overtime. Yeah. Oh, I guess nope. field goal, field goal, touchdown would have done you're it. Right. You're right. That would have done it. <laughs> Which would have been a hilarious bad beat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I got a text from um, our guy. James, the one who showed us around at Leeds, and he said, yeah. tell Zach thank you. <laughs> at least I have that uh, on my side. So uh, thank you, Zach. I was also in on that. Mm, yes, and uh, I'll tell you what. Yesterday, terrible day for me over at DraftKings Sports. Same. I got I to gotta stay away from college. I, I listen to myself <laughs> until Saturday morning comes around, and I'm like, I'm yeah, just going to watch. You know, yeah, <laughs> don't have much energy. Just going to be hanging around the TV. Uh, but today, bounce back, and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, I wasn't going to do a stupid parlay. But this morning, they handed me a 50% boost on a parlay. So I was like, well, I got to now. Put one in. Looks All, all I need is a San Francisco win tomorrow. No, to we don't want parlay. that. All we have left is rooting against the 49ers. That's true. Uh. You're right. <laughs> oh, man, I have some bad news after we give another. Well, first of all, head over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet five on any NBA money line. Get $200 in free bets. It's a fantastic deal, a fantastic way to get started over there. Uh, and if you're like me, you'll have a lot of fun betting. Uh, except for I, I hit the under, then I took some of those winnings. I put it on my buffs to beat Boise State. They can't do it. They can only beat top 25 teams. <laughs> it's very true. That's true. <laughs> it's really annoying. So sad. Just blow all those good wins. Uh, you know who isn't blowing good wins, but is also, I guess... Three and two. They, they're going to be three and three soon. The Buffs are probably. Uh, but the American Raptors, they finished their second season at three and two. Hopefully some of you guys got Man, out. Man, I to... wish we had a five-game season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. They would have finished two, two and three. three. And we would be wrapping there up the second season now. <laughs> there, there you go. At, uh, what, Whoa. one and four? Uh, yeah. Sure. They go. could just Man. totally go Madden League style. Mm, like yeah. one of like five games a year or five seasons a year. That'd be incredible. A Get, Super Bowl all over the place. They have a new coach by, by Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Well, it, they might. <laughs> they, oh, they, they, oh, no. might have a, we, they might have yeah. a new coach by morning. By Thanksgiving? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Mm. If I were in charge, Not tomorrow. I think there might be. Tomorrow's yeah, going to be so <laughs> crazy. I don't yeah. want that well, tomorrow. It is what it I is. I mean, if they do it, they'll probably do it at like 6 a.m. So uh, we'll have that going for us so we can get it out yep. of the way. We'll that get is it true. Out of the way. That's when yeah. they play soccer, though. Oh, I hate that. But yeah. that's not the point. Yeah. The point is USA at noon. the American Raptors did so great. And uh, they're, they're just getting better and playing more teams. Like I said, hopefully you guys get out there and saw them. They'll obviously be back next year. And the offseason, Infinity Park out in Glendale does a whole bunch of cool stuff. You know, they'll have the movie nights, all that. So stay tuned for that. Make sure that even though the Raptors are done, you're paying attention to Colton Strickler and DMVR Rugby because there's rugby going on everywhere else still. There is. There is. And that's good news uh, about the American Raptors. The bad news is the Broncos are now giving the Seattle Seahawks a top five pick. Whew. A top five pick. Yeah. What's crazy is the Seahawks still have to get that right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, the problem is, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they end up doing. What is the pick? Five? It's five. This five. is really the best thing the Broncos have to play for, and I just don't know if the players care that much. Nah, they shouldn't. About not giving them a good mm -hmm. pick? Right. It's the best reason I have to keep watching. 
other than my job yeah. and all that. <laughs> kind of important. But again, uh, like, it's just like going into each week, I'm like, all right, I hope they hurt the pick they're giving the Seahawks this week. Like, that's literally what I was thinking of as they're going into overtime. It'd almost be a good thing to give them an earlier pick, though, because you rarely play them. Like, who knows? Like, the Raiders are going to be down there. Like, you almost would rather, like, lose and push the Raiders back a pick. Hank, this is quite the spin job. Like, I, I just... I, like, I, I, like, it, I appreciate it, The only thing I is, like, it's just FOMO. Like, you'll have FOMO, because you'll be thinking, yes. like, ah, oh, it could have been the Broncos. Yep. But again, that doesn't really count for anything. Um, he, man, <laughs> it's just... It's just... It's a really bad look, is, is what it is. And, and you look, and you're right. The Raiders are right there. They're at number four. They have the yeah. fourth pick right now. Because of the Broncos' strength of schedule Not being the more difficult back. Don't than give the Raiders. Bryce Young. But you have the Chicago at three. They have their quarterback potentially in the yep. Carolina and Houston. But make no mistake, the Broncos are tied for the second fewest wins in the entire NFL. Jesus, man. The only team that has fewer wins is the Houston Texans. Who the Broncos beat earlier this year. The only other team who the Raiders <laughs> have beat. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. It's truly unbelievable. Also, seeing them pop up in the comments, shout out to the only fan base who likes this show more, uh, almost as much as Broncos fans, Seahawks fans. Yay. Yeah. Are they thanking us? Yeah, keep cranking those numbers up, baby. Yeah, yeah, we love yeah. you guys. Um, okay. Shall we uh, see what the people have to say? I don't think it's going to be a fun place to go, but I think we should go there. Yep, about, it's the only place we have to turn. <laughs> it's very oh, true. Also, real quick, before we jump into that, I just want to say, Shout out again to everyone who came to the tailgate. Yeah, uh, it was fun. You know, I've said it for years about the Buffs games, that, that tailgate's the best part, you know, spending time with friends and family. Uh, and that's more literal when I'm going to Buffs games, but it's more figurative out here. Like, it really is, the, you know, the DNVR family comes out, and the love that you guys show us while you're out there is just, uh, it makes my day every single time. And I, I try to keep saying this. You're never annoying me by coming to talk no, to me at the tailgate. No, no. Everyone is like, I'm sorry. You know, I just had to come. To <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I'm here to hang out with That's you. Point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we, talk, we talked to someone today who's like, ah, people just say that. No, no, no. We're not just saying that. Yeah, no, no I'm really not just saying that. I'm not just like going to the tailgate to, I don't know, like drink in a corner by myself. <laughs> I want to see you guys and say hi to you guys. So I appreciate everyone who does come up and say hi. Uh, the crew that was here from Texas last night. Um, for that game and came today from Lubbock. Uh, shout out to them. You know, we had people from Spokane who came out. Yep. Shout out to them. People from uh, LA. LA, the Springs. Man, too met so cool. many people, and uh, it, it truly is my favorite part of the week. So appreciate you guys. And let's let's show them the appreciation by hearing from them. <laughs> First one from Stephen Scholey says, "Phil Lindsay never fumbled." That's a that's a classic. It Playing the hits right here. It is. It's a hit. <laughs> and it is yep. true. Yep. Phil never fumbled. Yeah. You can't even. You can't even figure out what the multiple of fumbles that Melvin Gordon has it's over true. Phil Lindsay because there's you can't multiply anything yeah. by zero. Yes. Yep. It, zero it is, by anything. It is infi an infinite. And you know what? If Latavius Murray's getting king of the game, Philip Lindsay and and I've pushed back on the Broncos bringing him back because I'm like he, he's just not good anymore and yeah. every NFL team would say that because he's just been available to sign for so long but you know what if Latavius Murray's running for 2.9 exactly. yards per carry uh might as I mean Phil's just as good as that so yeah. sure sure and you know Marlon Mack see what you got yeah absolutely Why absolutely <laughs> the Broncos have three running or four running backs and three spots that they activate Marlon Mack should be getting one one of those next week 
Phil had a 3.3 yards per attempt this season, 2.8 last year. There you go. I mean, Ooh, he's right be there. Be competitive. He's right there. <sighs> okay, next one. Bad at league. Just chime in with the five dollars super chat. Ah, Thank you very much. League. We appreciate that. Wonder what bad league at is. league. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Broncos. They're bad yeah. at the NFL. Bad uh, at yeah, league. Yeah. Aaron Lynch says. George Payton signs Russ, best GM ever. Now we're calling for his job? Come on. We all thought that was a good move. For, find some consistency in our misery, Broncos country. I don't know if he's directing that at us or just the comment section, because I don't think we're calling for George Payton's job yet, mm -hmm. but it is time for him oh, to be... Oh, the comment section is... Okay, yeah. Uh, it is time for him to be held accountable um, for pressing a lot of wrong buttons in succession. There's no reason to, to fire George Payton right now, but I do think that there should be a big review at the end of the season, and that review should be starting now. And, and I am at the point, um, like, like B Benjamin Albright, re really like Benjamin Albright, uh, but someone asked him, I believe, yesterday. So before this loss, is, is Payton on the hot seat right now and, or something like that? And, and he said, no, and, and why would he be? I'm not at that point where I'm like, he's, he's like, I'm even questioning why he would be on the hot well, seat. Let me answer that question. He's the one who hired Nathaniel Hackett. Yes. He's the one who, you know, brought in Russell Wilson. He's the one who paid Russell Wilson $250 million. And you're right, Aaron, that at the time, no one had had an issue with these moves. Yeah. But that's not how these things work. It's not, it's not about how you felt about something when it happened that you get judged on. It's about how those things actually work out. But also, like, fans and, and even us who spend a lot of time on this, we aren't grinding to know exactly everything about Russell Wilson. That's George Payton's job. He is getting paid to, be, to know more than us. But, and, and I'll just say this. I would have made that move, too. And I should be held accountable, too, if yeah. I made that move. And if yeah. you guys wanted to fire me, I would, you know, you would have a case at least. Yeah, you just can't fire somebody for doing what anybody would have done when there's so many good things to point at. That is fair. There's just too much good to, like, it. it nobody could have turned that down. Nobody in George Payton's shoes would have turned that down. And, again, I get what you're saying, like, well, it's still bad. It is still bad. But, but Henry, you don't, you don't know that. You don't know that. It wasn't that 31 <sighs> or 24 teams were in and giving multiple first-round picks in for That's us. That's kind of what it sounded like. Other, other teams, teams could, Well, I mean, sure, sure there Browns were other, are in there. Yeah, uh, other teams, a couple of other teams. Yeah. But, I mean, like, there were other teams that probably view, or could have viewed Russ as the Seattle Seahawks did. And, uh, and uh, I'll point out another media member right now. I, and I think this kind of sums it up perfectly. Troy Rank. He says what Russell Wilson or what George Payton has done is he has aced 100% on every single quiz, but he's failed the midterm and he's failed the final. Mm. And you know what happens mm -hmm. when you do that in a class that's built on those things? You fail the class or you like get a D or something. So like I'm not at the point where I'm saying George Payton needs to be out tomorrow, but I'm also not at the point of saying he's great. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. And the thing is, when you spend a quarter billion dollars of someone else's money, on something that isn't very good you have you have a lot to answer to yes and so that's what that's my number one thing is you know the broncos didn't necessarily have to extend russell wilson now i think when you make that trade you are envisioning extending him right then and there but i'm looking at this through the eyes of you know greg penner and i have to imagine and you know rob walton are saying damn man you know, we got all the money in the world, but we're not just throwing away quarter billy, you know? Right, right. Like, and that's what this guy just did with our money. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, that again, I'm not saying be fired. He should be fired. I'm saying there is definitely a conversation that is going to happen about his job because the two biggest problems of the season, we've said it over and over and over and over and over again, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, he is solely, solely responsible for those two people being here. Yep, uh, 100%. And just just speaking about people making decisions earlier this year, um, I think it was our friend Andrew Mason who noticed just about five rows in front of us, uh, and he was in the club section, was Joe Ellis just being a normal fan? Just chilling. <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> kind of respect. Yeah, yeah. Not like that he was outside. I was going to say, a kind of man of the people. Like, he's a man of the people being outside. He is in club section. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's, like, not like that. But he could have been in a booth or a box. Honestly, just go South Stands. Like, oh. it's a great look. <laughs> yeah. yep. Go sit in the South Stands, like, 30th row, nothing yep. special. Yep, yep, yep. Get your, uh, your Breck beer in hand and... Man, if I was if I were in the position to like own the Broncos, that's where I would sit for the games. Oh man, talk about <laughs> just wanting to be loved by the fans yes, immediately. Yes. Rob Walton's in the middle. Yes, everyone's <laughs> just like, wow, this guy gets it. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting chance. Yep, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be. And of course, he's still gonna be in like the suit, but yeah. he's just in the middle. I don't of know. I think I'd probably be in a vintage Broncos <laughs> yeah, jeans awesome. and some white shoes. <laughs> I mean, Russ's outfit when he showed up to the game today. You guys see it? No. He was wearing, a, he was wearing a, an old school jacket that you would wear. I mean, it, it was cool. I was like, damn, this, this has some swag. Did you see my uh, FOCO uh, hoodie that <laughs> yes, I wore? Yes, yes. Man, that thing was warm. Amazing. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, from Jacob, who just hits us with one buck. Thank you, Jacob. Yes, appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, next one from Steven Scholey again says, we, who would have thought that when the Broncos traded for Russ and my Utah Jazz traded away Gobert, or Gobert. Gobert and Mitchell, that my sports happiness is coming from Salt Lake City and not Denver, falling out of love with football. I mean, I like Steven because he's one of our guys. I have to cheer for every jazz fan to be sad about jazz things, though. Yeah. Like it just, it's, uh, you just have to. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear about that. I will say this. I spend my whole, all, all my days when mm -hmm. it's not football season looking forward to football season. And yeah. you guys know I love every sport. Yep. But I spend all my days being like, oh, man, I love all this, but I cannot wait for football season. This has been far and away the worst football season of my life. And it's, it's like the saddest thing ever. Like yeah. you yep. usually spend football season just being like, Oh, can't wait for the weekend. Buffs Broncos. Like even when the buffs were just bad and the Broncos yeah. were good. It was like, yeah, I'm still excited for the weekend. This is like the buffs are hapless yeah. and the Broncos are embarrassing. Yeah. And it's just like, what is this? I, I want it to be over. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It, I can't it, believe they've done this to me. And and it's already to the point where, I mean, it's the middle of November, and you're just like, okay, who's the coach going to be next year? And, and uh, um, how are they going to get Russ right for next year? And it's just all yeah. about next year. And it's like, no, this is supposed to be the time of Broncos heading into December yeah. with this year. <laughs> Man. Maybe – Maybe Hackett's going to pull it all together. It's all about winning oh, in December. Oh, my goodness. Maybe that's what they've been building toward. Um, I Undefeated have the, December. Bold I strategy. have the FOCO picture. Oh, you have the uh, the shot. In the, there it is. Yes. Wow. Hey, look at that. Wow. That thing, I swear to God, may be the most comfortable thing I've ever put on my body. Wow. My only regret is that I had a shirt on. Oh, like, yeah. You just go that thing straight to the skin. That it's It just like hug, It gives you just a little... 
a little hug. It literally it's like feels like a pillow. Hugged by a cloud. It would it kind of yep. almost be like a robe that you can just put on right after the shower? I feel like you'd want to be dry, like fully dry. Oh, okay. okay you know what I mean? Because okay. it's like that lamb's wool. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that wet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So imagine just laying on the couch with this thing just like hugging you. Yeah. Watching football. Oh, man. That's a good and stuff. It was like a little chilly, too, like a yeah. little cool breeze. And that yeah. thing was just. So hit up our friends over at Foco if you want one of those bad boys. You literally can't Which have a do. bigger Bronco on your body. Yeah, that's that. what everyone wants right now. Just <laughs> yeah. rep the Broncos more than ever. Rep the Broncos and Rockies. <laughs> I mean, that picture was what oh, every yeah. Denver sports fan <laughs> yeah, was. <laughs> oh, the Rockies. Su- yeah. Susie uh, DM'd that to Foco and just said, this should be your banner photo. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope they respond. Who is this? <laughs> and then she said, they follow me. And I was like, damn it. Uh, it worked. <laughs> I just couldn't wear Rocky stuff in public. Hey. I mean, I have a really dope vintage Rockies tee that I bust uh, out. Mm, I okay. mean, that's a sweet one you got going on. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. Oh, it's, wh- it's very, like, random. There's just, like, a mystery man I was going to say, it looks like that. It's almost yeah. like you don't want to be representing the Broncos, but you want to kind of be representing them, so you have a mystery man there. Just put a patch uh. over this, and it could be anything. Yeah, it really, so it really could be. Wait, you got to give us an update in your viral treat. You're, you're now weekly viral tweet what 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 are what well, are the numbers now ryan really important update nick wright stole it everyone's favorite guy stole it from me and of course you know he has more followers so he's doing way bigger numbers um the the dnv army as i call them yeah uh, have come out you know they're going after nick they're okay. in his comment uh, section yep exactly uh, but I am currently at uh, 293 retweets and 1,600 likes. There we go. There we go. And what is it? The Broncos will be 9-1. and one. Wait, do I just get to get take yep. credit for all of Nick Wright's numbies, too? Yep. Oh, sure. You do. Yeah. All, right. all right, cool. Let me see what he's doing here. <laughs> it's going to take me a second, so someone else talk. That's a, <laughs> that, that's a really interesting thing for him to be preaching because he's, he's kind of giving the Broncos credit in some you, ways. You want to hear what he said, too? What did he say? Of course. Six minutes after I tweeted it. Okay. Apologies if someone else has already tweeted this. Oh, my God. But the Broncos oh would be 9-1 and one if they had scored 18 points in regulation of every game. 9-1. and one. Just, just credit wow. you. Yeah, yes. At that point. If somebody has said, yeah, somebody said. If somebody <laughs> has already <laughs> tweeted this. He's got uh, 1,000... That's uh, more than that. No, a thousand retweets, ten thousand likes. Have uh, wow. Have you slid in to the? I should say section? I've got an additional a thousand there retweets. We go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. No, all I responded. Someone said, "Hey, at RK, this is Nick's way of saying I saw you post this on Twitter, but I'm stealing it anyway." <laughs> and I said, "How nice of him." <laughs> That's got fifty-three likes. Yep. Well, we don't like Nick, right? We certainly do not. Oh no. <laughs> Next one coming in from Orange. He says. Peyton is Josh Allen of GM's good until it matters. Yeah. Uh, I pulled like the up. the Broncos defense. 538 yeah. did like a big thing examining head coaches. I didn't read through what the criteria were, but they said since Belichick has been hired, there have been 40 successful head coaches, 47, or no, 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 40, 40 unsuccessful, 47 successful. Just like for perspective. So it's like a 50, it's almost a yeah, point. Yeah, 46% fail. Yeah. Which, again, doesn't excuse anything, but just, like, decent perspective. Well, Broncos 0 for 3 in the Mm -hmm. past three. They sure are. (laughs) They certainly are. And that's what I was just about to say. It's like, well, there you go. Uh, Broncos, I mean, if it's like a coin flip, like, eventually it's got to hit heads, right? You would think so. And just this is just 
something I found interesting, so I put it out on Twitter. People hated me for it. Um, in Vic Fangio's first season as head coach, the Broncos were three and seven. He later went on to have two more seasons coaching the Broncos. Yeah. So I just think people are, and, and I guess there was a little reason I put that out there. Nathaniel Hackett could be fired tomorrow, but yep. first-time head coaches, you got to be, like, so bad in order to be fired that in that season. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's going to get two more years, but, like, are the Broncos that bad? Maybe. Maybe they are, and, and you, you can make a case for that, but they aren't the worst team in the league, so I just think people are expecting Hackett gone in 24 hours. It could happen, but it's, I, I'm not, it, it's not like a lock. This is a weird one for me. Like, because I think we all agreed if it was 35, 10 or something, they'd probably be gone. But this almost feels worse with the way that all went down at the end. And maybe the owners don't feel the same way. They do. They saw they an empty to. stadium in overtime. Which, again, what the what the hell is that about? Like, I people, I, I tweeted, like, I'm not really sure why people are leaving right now before overtime. And people responding, like, what are you talking about? This is, Nobody wants the, to see the this. Zach quote, people Period. hate me before. <laughs> exactly. People hate me before. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch the Broncos. It's like, well, they watched the first four quarters. Like, what about overtime? The most exciting part of a football game did they not want to see? Yep. I wouldn't leave, Hank, but the reason is, is because it got to that point. People are like, against Josh McDaniels, ah. against the 2-7, and seven, how are we going into overtime? Yeah. And then so I, they're just like, F it, I'm leaving. But still, I'll never like, understand, and, and everyone's got to make their own decisions. Yeah. I, I totally understand someone saying, I'm not spending money on going to this game. Exactly. Once you spent the money, you bought, you know, three or four $16 beers, you paid for parking, you did <laughs> yes. all the things. You got to see the end it's of the overtime. game. It's overtime. I would think it's so. It's overtime. <laughs> I like, agree with It you. is the most exciting thing that could happen in a football game. And yeah. sure, if you're a Bronco fan, you'd rather see... You know, tied for the to record zero. for most overtime losses in a season. Let's go. Oh, great. We uh, still how long have they pass seven it? more games? I yep. think they, I think they're going to get go. it. That's there the thing about low scores. It's more likely to get the same number. Hey, if you That's guys, true. if you guys want, <laughs> if you guys want hope, the Broncos have made it to overtime three hope times. Hope is not good. Hope is this is hope, not good. Hope no, is not good. they made it to overtime three times. Okay, they're they're in close games. They're three and four in games when they haven't gone to overtime. Oh. They're kind of close, right? Yeah, That's they could fun. be six and four if they just won overtime. Also, aren't they zero and three in coin tosses in overtime? Damn, um, th- has it always been McManus out there calling them? Well, he would have oh, only no. he would have only called the Chargers game. No, because home team does right. I thought road team does before the game. Is that know. wrong? I can't remember. Um, it it was road team today. I'm was it okay. 95 because uh, the yeah yeah they were like celebrating at the start of the game. Yeah, the Raiders called heads. It was tails at the in overtime they called heads again and it was heads and huh. that, that's when their guy was like pointing okay. to the sideline pumping them up when he saw it land heads. Yeah, so the Broncos 0 and three I believe because the Colts went down and kicked the field goal. The Chargers had the punt. That's when Montreal Washington dropped it and then yep. this one. So 0 and three in overtimes. 0 and three in. Uh, Coin tosses. Tough, man. Yeah, just kind of one of those seasons. <laughs> yeah. There's something I was getting at. I don't know. Let's get to these comments. Kyle Garcia says, two things I'm expecting tomorrow by 4 p.m. Hackett has been fired and Clint mm. or Evero are the interim. Gordon has been cut. Hashtag depressing. Yeah, I feel uh-huh. like you might have a bad time tomorrow. <laughs> um, maybe this is like expect. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to put any unfair expectations on anyone. Um <clears throat> Here's I what I'll say. I'll, going there. This is where I was going to circle back to. I re- like Nathaniel. I-, I hate doing this to good people because Nathaniel Hackett seems like a really good yep. person. I just don't think I can forgive getting swept by Josh McDaniels and the otherwise one win Raiders like that. That one's just unforgivable to me. 
Um, now, I'm, I'm an, I can be easily swayed if the Broncos, you know, rattle off seven wins or something to end the season. Sure. Is, is, that, is there that many games left? Seven, yep. I uh, wish yep. there weren't. Um, <laughs> you know, I can, I, can, I can come up with forgiveness, but it's the way things have all gone. There's already mm-hmm. so many reasons why you don't feel good about this coaching staff. And then you add in the embarrassment of getting swept by those losers. Yeah. And they are losers. And, yes, they are. And that says really something about us. Yep. Yeah. And does. I just don't think I can forgive that. I think that's that's enough for me. That's it. Yeah. That, that's done it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can say if, if I was in charge, yeah, I'd probably be done with hacking. I'd probably be done with Gordon, too. Right. I would have been, I been done with Gordon the last time he fumbled. Right. Me, too. Yeah. So I guess we're not exactly like the Waltons. Damn, we were so close. Well, <laughs> just uh, just wait until next week because the pain isn't necessarily done for the Broncos. I said the Broncos have the second fewest wins in the AFC. Um, well, in, in the entire NFL, another team tied with them, the Carolina Panthers. They go on the road to play the Panthers to next week. The Panthers had a pretty good game, had a pretty good outing, at least on defense against yep. the Ravens today. <laughs> oh man and then you get the ravens and then you get the chiefs and oh boy yeah yeah fun all right Allie, <laughs> let's wrap up these super chats that's fine yep we're here for the people yep exactly uh from oh goodness gracious uh yeah. from ayatollah of Crowtrock and Rolla. Boom, wow. nailed it. I do it. like that name. <laughs> <laughs> Another soul-crushing loss in what has been a soul-crushing last seven years. We can't yes. beat the Chiefs. Uh, we are not this year. And now we can't beat a crap Raiders team. This team is soft and meek and always flinch and cower. And that's that's the disappointing thing is we have seen this Broncos defense come up, what, once or twice big in, in, in late in game situations this year. The Niners but, game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, this defense is starting to look like the defense of years past where it's like, damn, like pretty good stats here in, in a round. And most of the time they're, they're holding the Chiefs to, you know, 22 points and just losing. Uh, but at the end of games, those teams just always kind of fell short. And now this team's starting to look like that. And every week I have someone saying to me something along the lines of every time a team has to score, they do, which tells you if the Broncos were scoring more points, they would just be giving up more points. And I've always kind of thought that was a fallacy. And like the evidence just keeps building for that being correct. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think I was even talking to, to Henry about this before the game. I, Unfortunately, yep. I think we're going to start to see this defense unravel a little bit. Now, not be bad, um, but you play the Chiefs, yeah. and, and, and then you also play teams that maybe you're starting to put 18 points up per game on offense, and then so they're like, okay, well, well now we have to try a little harder, and they're going to start putting up 24, 25 points a game. I have to say, I would like Alex Singleton to be a Bronco for longer. Yeah. Just give him a two-year extension for $3 million, and I think that'll get it done. <laughs> Maybe he needs yeah. more. I don't know. But either way, I, I want him to be a Bronco. He, he actually, like, brings me joy watching him play. Yep. And I think he's getting now maybe $1.5 million is a bit of an exaggeration. But, I mean, he's going to be a cheap guy to get. So, I yeah. agree. And I will say Foster Moreau ran right in between him and Josie, and neither one of them picked him. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know whose fault that was. I mean, he's not a perfect player by any means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like watching him play. Yeah. He plays with his hair on fire. He does. Give he him re- a couple million bucks. Why not? Yeah. All right. Next one. Uh, Aaron Lynch says, ask the Rockies uh, what filling seats get you. Broncos fans have every right to walk out. It doesn't make us bleed orange and blue any less. I don't don't think that 
that's a one-to-one thing. This isn't about filling seats because the seats were already filled. Seats you know, yeah, 6,000 weren't, and all the rest of them were. That, that money already went in. So, again, <clears throat> if, you're saying, if you're saying I don't want to spend my money on this Broncos team, I'm here for it. Um, I understand it. You know, we all work hard for our money in our own ways. If you don't want to spend it on that, I really won't blame you. Yep. Um, at the same time, if you've already went, I, I personally think you should stay. But I'm not really judging anyone for whatever they're doing. Nope. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, it is what it is. When, yeah. it's, when it's this bad, I can't judge. Exactly. Yeah. Like but it's, it's, one just, of those just, it's just weird. Like, for my personal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would never, ever do that. Even if it was a 0-0 tie, yeah. in an, you know, in it, there was one minute left in overtime, and I knew it was going to end in a 0-0 tie, I would still stay to the last second. Yeah. yeah. And, again, like, it's, it, it's embarrassing for the fan base. You know, Broncos are kind of known as having good fans who travel and go to games and are kind of fired up. You lose that. But again, like maybe, I mean, when you lose for six years, you wind up with a bad fan base. That might just be what happens, you know? And a lot of people this week said like, man, if RK is picking against the Broncos, you know, against the Raiders, (laughs) that's a really bad sign. And that's really where I am. Like they've, they broke me. I'm not optimistic about this team in any way, shape, or form anymore. Yep. And yep. so it, that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. how people are right now. Congratulations. You're the only one of us three to pick uh, the Raiders to win. Woo. <laughs> Show that gif of the kid who won the spelling bee and didn't celebrate all the, the confetti's <laughs> falling down and he's just stone-faced. Yep, yep, yep. That's me right that's now. That's how it is. Kyle Garcia says, two things I'm expecting to... Oh, no. We already hit that one. Jose says... GMs are judged on hindsight. As good as PS2 is, Peyton has zero pro bowlers or all pros drafted or signed in free agency. Uh, he, uh, he does have a couple of mid and late round picks that are okay backups. And uh, Pat Sertan I mean, will yeah. end up being a pro bowler this year and, and will, up and be, will an end up pro. being an all pro as well. Um, outside of that... But to be fair, we're talking about two drafts. So if you had had any... Actually, you've only had one opportunity for any of those guys to be an all-pro or a pro bowler. It's not really a fair yeah. rookie. Yeah, it's yeah. it's true. Um, and uh, I, it, Jose is right. Like GMs are based are are looked at on hindsight. Yes. Yeah. And again, like just reading through real quick. Pat Sertan, good pick. Javante, good pick. Quinn Miners, good pick. Baron Browning, good pick. Caden Stearns, fifth round, probably starter next year. Jamar Johnson, miss. Seth Williams, miss. Kerry Vincent, I mean, you picked up a six for trading him. Uh, Jonathan Cooper in the seven. I think that turned into Henningsen, maybe. Yeah. So, so like, and then this year it's tougher. Benito, Dulcich, Mathis, Uizarike, Turner, Yell, Montreal, Luke Wattenberg, Henningsen, Fan Hicks. Dulcich feels like a good pick. Damari in the fourth uh, and round. You have to good. remember that's not a first round pick. That's a second round pick. Third. Uh, sorry, third. Dulcich third. Benito second. Okay. Right. So that's that's a good pick. Benito flashes. Eh, we don't know yet. That's not a good pick as of right now. Mathis. For a fourth rounder, very good. Yes, he has yes, yes. really picked his game up since that Chargers. You know, I always say narratives are written early. Yeah. He kind of got written off in that yep. game. He's only been solid since then. Yep. yep. Uh-huh. I, I mean, if he's the starter next year, I'd be pretty excited about it. That's probably going to be their plan going into it. But at the same time. Darby comes back, though. This offense that George Payton has yep. now built is is really bad. We when we've already it talked is. about the the really two bad biggest moves. Yep. Come I, will, close. I mean, that first half, they're moving the ball. You saw the vision. 
And I mean, that's one half that you're excited about and where it's November. Yeah, and but I, at least there's like that one piece for me. I just but couldn't no, believe I was seeing Russ just like throw soft, easy passes yeah. to wide open Russ guys. Russ looks so good. Yeah, yeah it's like, all wow, that this short is incredible. Stuff. But uh. don't don't forget, we I will I don't want to say we were fooled. Nathaniel Hackett really put it on the second half of the Jaguars game to hold out on hope. That's why he didn't mm -hmm. make a play calling change uh, during the bye week. That's what he was saying. We don't need to change anything major. This first half could have been that exact same thing. It, it could have mm -hmm. been a false positive. We won't know until we see more halves. After the game, very interestingly enough, Hackett was asked, um, is, is Clint Kubiak going to remain the play caller? Hackett said, we're going to evaluate everything. I'm and, and so sick of that <laughs> sentence. Uh, I mean, there's a good chance that's what he's known Spend for. Spend less time evaluating things. It's, Just do things. <laughs> He's got to remain the play. I mean, no, he doesn't have to remain. We the don't play have caller. time to evaluate points. everything every week. Justin out in the play caller next week. No, <laughs> it does kind of feel it. It did as I was watching this game unfold. It felt so much like the Drew Lock starts at the end of last year, where it was like this feels better, yeah. and then we come back and you'd be like, they scored less points than their average. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. can't be better, and I was like, I know, but it, for some reason, it felt <laughs> yeah. better. Yep, yep, Thirteen, yep. fifteen in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like today felt there better. There was a flash. And the result was the exact same. There was a flash. Yep, yep, yep. Man, it's unbelievable. Brutal. I'm so sick of 16 points, and I'm really uh, sick of we're going to evaluate everything. Oh, my goodness. Very sick of that. This is, that's the new we had a good week of practice. It is. It yep. is. Again, it, that might be what he's remembered for. And legitimately, it is not a good idea to evaluate everything every week. No, that's overthinking <laughs> uh, it. Yes. <laughs> but that's what he does. Uh, just the honest answer. He's going to go sit in his office for three hours and think about what went wrong. More than three hours. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Coaching is a... No, if you're listening, kids at home, don't get into coaching. No, no don't. It's not worth it. We're no. not happy. <laughs> like Evero last week, he was asked, you know, do you want to be a head coach? And he said, that's everyone's dream when they get into the profession it is to be there. But right now, I'm focused on the Broncos beating the Raiders, all that stuff. And then... Uh, this happens this week, and he's probably, you know, and, and as the season goes on, it's probably just going to be dropped, and he's just going to be more miserable and just going to keep trying for that to then get a job and potentially be miserable. Again, like, it's he obviously wants to succeed and, and turn things around. Part of me does think by next week he could be a much healthier person if they fired him tonight. Yes. But again, he would hate that, and he wants to rebuild it. But a week from now, when he gets paid the same amount of money and he gets to spend time with his family and this stress is gone, like he's still embarrassed, he's still sad and all that, but there might, there might be a piece that balances it out. Not even might. You, he would be a lot healthier person it if would, he didn't have healthier, to deal with yes. the stress healthier, yes. and the lack of sleep and everything that comes with this. It just sucks. I hate watching this happen to good people. It's like yep. this week we interviewed Mike Sanford at the beginning of the yeah. week, and I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. I love this guy. Yep. I hope they beat Washington this week for him. <laughs> they lose 54 to 7, and I'm just like, that poor guy, man. He just yep. goes home so sad. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. he yeah. could do. No, I know, and that's the yeah. thing. It's just like, gosh, that's different from Nathaniel Hackett. There is yeah. something he could do. Probably have a better chance of doing it if he stops evaluating everything every week. It is yeah. very, very sleep. true. All right, anything else? Let's do it. I saved this one till the end because From I Zachary. <clears throat> hey, guys. Longtime listener since 2016 or 17, the BSN days. I got to say, this is tough. This has been tough. Thank you, boys, for holding this family together. Love, 
Zach. Uh, love you, Zach. Thank you for that. And that's that's what we're here for. You guys help us yep. just as much as, as we're there for you. And uh, we really appreciate through the few highs and a lot of lows that you're still there. And I promise you, someday this team will be 7-3 and three and <laughs> good. And I can't imagine how much fun this is going to be because yep. we already have fun now. We do have imagine? a lot of fun. And I, I really can't thank you guys enough, especially for the people who say things like, man, you guys are the only thing that keeps me going or – I'm going to stop watching the Broncos, but I'll still listen to the podcast. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever heard someone say, like, I'm done. I'm not listening to the podcast. I'm out right. on the Broncos forever. Like, yep. it, it does. It is just like a good reminder because in the end, like, we feel this pain that you guys feel, too. And it sucks for us as well. But when I hear stuff like that, that's what makes me be like, oh, hell yeah, pod today. Yep. Get to talk yep. to the yep. people. Yep. And, and that's what keeps us going. So <laughs> thank you, guys. I hope this was therapeutic, maybe less therapeutic than some other ones, uh, but it, it, it's always therapeutic in its own ways, and it was for me too. Uh, and of course, as always, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Hello.